inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Thank you so much for uh, uh, listening and welcome to the the Keaton Nelson Show. Uh, I have an awesome treat for you guys today. Rocky Zapata is on here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Rocky. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. How about yourself? Thank you for the invitation, my man. Yeah, 100%, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to start off with like kind of getting into your story a little bit. What, what did you, uh, what was growing up as Little Rocky? Uh, what was that like, man? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say Little Rocky because all my guys, they call them Little Rocky. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of Little Rockies everywhere. Um, but yeah, growing up, I mean, as Little Rocky was tough, as you know, I'm from Nicaragua, mm-hmm. Nagua, Nicaragua, which is um, one of the five Central uh, American nations in uh, Central America. It's actually the uh, probably number four, then Costa Rica, yeah. is, um, right south um, of, uh, of Nicaragua. So I grew up in, Man- I, I was born in Managua um, in a tough time. In, in the country, I mean, we um we have just finished um being taken over in 1979 um by the by the left wing, right? The vicious um left wing dictatorship of the um of the Sandinistas after a bloody and I mean a bloody civil war um in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. so it was a tough time in the 80s to be born in Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was literally a little bit of everything. Um, for everyone, I, I remember um, one time uh, my mom and I were making a line and they would give you like half a bar of soap um, and half a pound um, of rice for the whole family. Right. This is not per person, mind you. This is for <laughs> this is for the whole family. And um, they have to last you a couple of weeks, by the way. Wow. Yeah, no, a half a bar of soap and a half a pound of rice. Half a pound of rice. So it was it was a real tough time um to be born um in Nicaragua during the 80s. Um mm-hmm. as a whole, because you know, after a civil war, you know, a, a lot of tensions in the country, you know, a lot of hatred um back and forth from mm-hmm. you know one side to the other. Um, so it, it, it was a tough time, um, to tell you the truth. Um, to be born in Nicaragua, we had literally nothing, we had a little bit of nothing okay um yeah. we were very poor um as poor as you can think um um if you can think of poverty we were probably below even that <laughs> right right, right. below crazy, even man. so yeah below even poverty on that and then did your parents bring you know move to america did you move to america how, how did this all work we did so when i was nine years old um mm-hmm. uh, my mom you know even though we were in the myth of you know a tough um, you know situation in the country um and then in, in 1990 we had our first elections after a decade and um violeta chamorro which which was the first female um to be president in the americas mm-hmm. um in, in latin america she rose to power in night in the 90 um so during the whole time it was a very tough time in the nation and it was a a real easy moment you know to think negatively and and, you know, I can't do nothing with life, but it came to a moment where my mom said, hey, you know, I want something different from you. I'm going to take you to the greatest nation um, ever existed to mankind. And 
and you know she launched the um, um, the exit from Nicaragua, and we actually got to the USA in 1992. So my mom brought me here um, when I was nine years old. So it was it, it was great, you know, the transition from, right. from Nicaragua over to the US. Mm-hmm. And what was life like here? I mean, you guys literally had nothing, right? Like you guys, came- we, we had nothing. It was different. Um, yeah. I mean, we had nothing over there, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we had nothing. It's the same nothing. Just different it's the places. same nothing. I mean, this was a better nothing, by the way, but it was still nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we came from nothing. I mean, just it's, it's tough, you know, when you have to leave your country um, mm. for political reasons. Um, it's real tough. And, and, and you come to a place where it's just different culture, um, different language. Um, you know, just different ambiance as a whole. Um, so it was tough. It was tough coming here at nine years old. You know, it was very tough. Um, but, you know, we had to get, you know, we had to get warm real, real quick um, here in the USA. And luckily she brought me to Miami, um, you know, here in Florida in the Sunshine State where it's always sunny. Yeah, that's not a bad place to be, you know. <laughs> really not a bad place to be. Not so a bad place to be. It was know. a tough start in the nine, you know, I, I, I'm nine years old, you know, new friends and new language. So Yeah, that's going to be tough. Were, were there a lot of kids speaking Spanish and stuff in, in Florida? No, you know, funny back then, no, not a lot of kids mm. speaking Spanish because it's funny because I manage both languages perfectly. I mean, mm. I mean, perfectly. I can um, sometimes I give conferences and I'll, you know, speak English. Um, because a lot of my audiences, um, you know, it varies from only Spanish speaking or only English speaking. Same. So I've gotten accustomed to going from English to Spanish and literally, um, you know, by myself, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I've gotten so good at it that after a conference, people be like, is that how you usually speak all the time? You know, just <laughs> English, Spanish, English, Spanish. I'm like, no, it's not how I usually speak. So at the time, um, not a lot of kids spoke Spanish, you know, mostly was um, English because in general, um, you know, any any of the kids who grew up in the States, you know, they, it's tough because they speak, you know, the Spanish at the house, but everything in school is English. Right. So they'll pick up English 100% and, and the Spanish or maybe be at a 25 to 35%. So I was one of those lucky ones that was able to manage both languages extremely, extremely well to 100%. I mean, I got an English accent, right? You can you can listen to Sure, sure. Accent, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? I could definitely manage it, you know? Yeah, no problem. No problem. Both languages. My, my fiance is actually, she's half Dominican and half Colombian. Her oh, mother nice. came from Colombia and they and her grandmother doesn't speak a lick of English, right? So I go over there. She calls me, a, like you know. Uh, was it um, Carla Vega? And she, okay, you know she, she's like, and there's just funny and and you know yelling Spanish the whole time. So I like I can listen to Spanish now and, and understand it really well. But my fiance, as she grew up, she had her cousins who are like in Colombian and Dominican right. Republic. You know, they say you you used to speak better Spanish when you were a little kid. Now because you've been through the schooling, you, you don't yeah, speak, yeah, speak yeah. Spanish as well. But yeah, you're right. You, you're lucky. You, you got both. Uh, I got sure. both 100. Mm-hmm. percent Part of it, believe it or not, um, as a little kid, um, my mom gave her life to Christ. I think maybe I was 11 years old, and mm-hmm. um, and she gave her life to Christ, um, and she started attending a like mixed Pentecostal Baptist um church, but oh, it was wow. all Spanish. 
Um, so I think that was my school because she'd take me to church. And, and back then, you know, the teenagers, man, they have church Monday to th- Monday to Sunday. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I was in church. I was in school during the day and I was in school at night. I was in church at night. Yeah. Um, so I think being in a Spanish church or growing up um, in a Spanish church um, with my mom, I think that's where I really, um, the, the, the hardcore Spanish um, just stuck to me. I um, bet. I that was my school. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, that had to be my school, you know? It had to, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you're still a Christian guy too now? Yes, of course. I mean, you know, yeah. Christ is number one in my life. Um, you know, Jesus, my savior, um, everything I do, you know, all the businesses I do, you know, I just do them around, you know, putting God in my life. Yeah. yeah, You know, I, I tell people, you know, it's, it's good to make money, you know, be a businessman. I do it myself. You know, I love money. Right. Um, You know what I mean? No doubt about it, but, um, this life is short and it's very temporary. Um, so after this short and temporary life, um, you know, we get to meet our savior. So, um, even though I, I, I work and prepare myself as if I'm going to live 100 years um, here on earth, um, spiritually, I prepare myself um, because I know one day um, I'm going to meet my Savior. So, um, yeah, God is, I'm, I'm very spiritual, not as I should be, right? Um, well, I don't I, think anyone I, I is, you know. More, but we, we but try. God is number one. You yeah. know, I mean, I you know pray. I go to church on Sundays. I'm teaching my daughter, you know, prayer. We pray before I drop her off in school. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, we yeah, pray, yeah. you know, we um we pray before we eat, we we read scripture every day. My daughter and I, we read at least one chapter of scripture every day. Um, huh. so that's our routine, that's our spiritual routine between my daughter and I. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yes, yes. How about yourself? That's, you, you that's awesome. Yourself? Yeah, so I mean, definitely not as much as I should be, right? Uh, you know, I um I'll pray before bed with my daughter, okay. you know. It's cute. She's like five years old. She'd be like, Daddy, nice. can we pray to God tonight? Can we go? Can we go pray? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I want to go talk to God. And, and, and it's really sweet. You know, um, we, we got the little Bible books. I um, I haven't been so good about it lately, but I got a friend who puts on a Bible study on Wednesday nights that I like. To oh, nice. And it's good. A lot of times it's a lot of like it's not so much. We do dig into scripture and stuff, but it's a lot of times people sharing what's going on in their life and how God's acting in their life. And okay. then people will bring in like, oh, I've got a scripture for you. You know, right, like right, this right. is, this is when you said that I thought about this scripture and then it's wild. You know, God moves in some amazing ways and he does like just like it sparks a thought in someone else's brain. A lot of times across the country, across the world on this zoom Bible study. And um, it will be the answer to what they've been struggling with that week or whatever. And it's really special to watch, you know, it is, it is um, special. And, you know, um, you mentioned that. And, and, and like you say, you know, none of us see God as we should. I think we all have to, you know, um, mm-hmm. could do, I think we all could do um, a little better sure, um, sure. seeking him, but you know, for, for your audience, man, you know, I just want to, you know, drop this point, you know, I, I hear a lot of people with depression and anxiety and, and I tell them, see God, you know, see God mm-hmm. in his kingdom. It's incredible. I know sometimes it might sound just a little bit superficial, <laughs> right? Or, or just a little bit fake, but I tell people he's real. You know, you yeah. feel depressed, you feel anxious. I mean, get on your knees, pray, worship God. And, and you know, he's going to move in your life. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. He's going to move in your life. Yeah. I had a story one time. I think it was like one of my first times on the Bible study, right? I was feeling like a little heavy, I think anxious, 
you know, I just started my business. I got a lot going on. I'm not really killing it financially. I'm stressed. I'm trying to provide for my family. And, um, you know, we, we all pray as a group. And then we had a little like quiet time after the pray and after we pray. And this one girl, I didn't, I didn't even know who she was. God bless her. Jesse, uh, Harris, um, who's now a great friend of mine. She, she said, while I was, you know, praying, I had, I pictured like you, you know, falling at the footsteps of Jesus and he lifted like a burden off of your back and, nice. and he took it care of it. Someone that was super, super, super heavy for you just lifted right off. Like it was nothing. And I like, I don't know, man, I felt it. It's like, it's weird. It, like it sounds crazy when you say it that, does, it does. Like, but like, it's, it's wild. You know, it's when you realize that like, you're not all powerful, you just leave it up to them. Of course. And it makes it makes your life a lot easier. It does. It makes it, it a lot happier. You know, way less anxious, way less stress. Way less, way less, because he's real, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and and people have to know that man, you know, God is real. You know, he's he's real and, and he touches you. And you know, and, and if you seek him, he's gonna be there and he's alive, you know, he's alive and and he moves in our lives. And 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 if people would understand that a little more and seek him, I mean, listen. Life would be so different, you know, um, for everyone. And, and, you know, even, you know, you know, prayers in school and seeking God, we've gotten so much away from that, you know, as a whole. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a definitely a hot topic, man, for sure. Prayer, but, it's a huge yeah. topic, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we've turned our back on God as a nation, you know, as a nation, yeah. we've turned our back on God. You know, we get, we get to the point where, you know, the bad stuff, we call them good stuff. And the good stuff, we call them bad stuff. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, and- I think, yeah, that's a very good point, man. There's a lot of, even on like television and, and, and a lot of things, there's a lot of things that are out there painting God to be this bad or like religion to be bad or, or for, for Christians or for any religion, any yeah. religion. You know, the, a lot of things are out there in this world telling people that it's bad, that it's like the and painting it in this dark light when it's when they're glorifying all this, you know, really just like not good behavior. Yeah, know? I agree. You know? um, and I dude, I don't I want to be respectful of your time and our listeners time and, and everything. I We could go on for like probably days, days and days talking about this. We got to get on a call. You and I after this. Dude, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Anytime we should do it for sure. You got to come on that Bible study uh, one time and, and just chat, you know, it'd be good. There's a lot of awesome people on there, nice. um, but um, I would love for the listeners to hear what you're up to now, how God's blessed you, you know, either financially with your family and, and what you're doing with your businesses, speaking and, you know, sharing your message with everyone. So I would love to dig into that. Yeah, so I mean, business is you know business is booming. Um, as you know, I have a leadership school. Cool. Um, for those of you, um, you can visit me at www.rockyzapata.org um, org. So um, I have a leadership school, and I you know I, I do that, and you know I have a lot of people that are signed up to the leadership school and just teaching people, um, you know how to be leaders and and, and not followers. Um, one of the big things that we teach um, and we emphasize on a um, Nelson, you know, in the school is that, you know, um, there's a huge gap, right? I mean, big, big gap um, between leaders and, and between followers, you know, and that gap literally, sep- literally separates both. Um, so everyone has to make a determination on, on where they fall, right? Are they going to fall on, the, on this side of the gap? 
or are they gonna, you know, fall on the other side of the gap? And 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 I get a lot of questions. Is Rocky, what is that gap, right? What is that middle gap? And it's something as as basic as as, as the way of, of you think, you know. I mean, leaders possess a different mental attitude, and and that's what really separates, you know, um, leaders from followers is this way of thinking that actually controls um, how the people, the person or you, right? Um, how you as a person respond to life, how you respond to crisis, failures, disappointments, challenges, stress, right? And we can go on. So literally, you know, we teach people how to become, you know, leaders and take control of their lives so they can actually respond um, to these crises um, that life um, brings to you on a daily basis. Because listen, mm -hmm. um, everyone goes through it, right? No, no, I, I mean, I have good days and I have bad days, right? I, right. I have awesome days and I have tough days. So we have the leadership school, um, which has been great. A lot of lives been changing through it. Um, as you know, I also have a consulting firm, which was actually the first business I started here. Oh yeah. Um, and, and it boomed. Yeah. My consulting firm. What do you, um, what do you help people with business. when you consult with them? What do you help them with? So, um, in my consulting, um, firm, um, we actually, you know, provide consulting in, in, in the arena for our clients. So, um, we provide our clients and assist them with safety programs, um, safety assessment, risk, con risk control audits. Um, so we provide our clients with, with many, many things um, so they can actually be prepared more, um, you know, first off for, you know, employee safety, which is, you know, the first. Mm -hmm. And second, you know, they have OSHA, which is the government how to prepare for an OSHA inspection. Um, we train their employees, right, so they can go out. Um, and work and do a better job as they work and they can get back to their families. Um, so we also do, um, you know, I don't know if you've driven by a construction site, you know, those big cranes. Yeah. yeah. So my firm, we do third party inspection on those cranes as well. So, you know, we, we make sure those cranes are running properly. Um, so it's, it's huge. How did you learn how to do all this? Did you go to school for it? I, I did. I did. I know I did yeah. go to school. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a safety engineer. Oh, interesting. So yeah, no, no, I'm a safety engineer. Yes, I did. I did go to school for it. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? I, I I remember I was in it was 2013. Um, and I was working for a firm. And you know, I was, I mean, 2013, that was nine years ago. Um, I was literally 29 years old working for a firm. I was already making 130,000 a year. Okay, working for a firm. Dude, um, how was that? I mean, like it's crazy coming from literally nothing. Yeah, literally nothing. I mean, I was a director for that firm. I was their main director um, yeah. for safety. So in the South Florida market, um, Nelson, there's a lot of Spanish speaking people, you know, like, you know, 90% of the construction workforce speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I had a lot of small firms that couldn't afford a full time guy like me, you know, and says, hey, you know, can you help me out with this? Can you help me out with that? Obviously, I didn't have the time because I had my job. Full-time job. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I was afraid um, to go on my own because I'm like, well, they're calling me this week, but how about they don't call me next week? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and they don't call me the following week. At least here, you know, as a director, you know, I have a, you know, firm, you know, every Friday I got a paycheck, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. salary wasn't bad. So how do I know they're going to call me next week? And you know what? I ventured into faith. I says, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, and since 2014, I mean, business boom, I mean, boom, awesome, boom, man. boom, huge. 
Um, I have nine safety engineers that work for me now, so I don't spend that much time in the safety firm as much. That's awesome. Um, that's exactly what you want, man. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. So I have engineers now um, running the show, but I'm going to tell everyone what my secret sauce was. What is to it? To grow my first business. What is um, it? We're listening, man. I want You know, know what? I'm bilingual. <laughs> that's it. That was the secret sauce. Um, because, you know, because 90% of the force in construction speaks Spanish. All these companies wanted a Spanish speaking consultant that can actually interact, you know, and, and meet with the people. And, and, and necesito hablar español, ¿sí? You know, yeah. So that was me. Yeah, that's it. You got to be able to talk to them. So everybody started calling me. I mean, everybody started calling me and it blew. Um, and oh, that's going strong. And, that makes um, so much sense. That you, makes so much sense. Think about it. You own a construction company or, you, or whatever, or you need someone to come in and help you with the safety stuff. And you can't even communicate to your employees. You can't communicate. Yep. And then you, then you have someone who specializes in that can go and that's brilliant. That's yeah. dude. So, it's a, it was great for, for me. It was great for me. And then, you know, being in South Florida, um, I started a yacht business. So um, Rocky's a part of yacht. So, uh, we provide lifestyle. If you want to go on a yacht, you know, if you come to South Florida. I'm, um, I'm going to call you up, brother. I would yeah, love to so, go on a yacht, man. Yeah, we, you know, people love going on yachts in South Florida. It's always sunny, even though we have some bad weather this week. Um, but we provide a lifestyle for people. So people come, you know, South Florida um, and they call my firm, you know, the yachts. Um, and, you know, we have full-time captains ready to What does it cost to charter a yacht for a day, man? Um, it, so it, it depends on the size. I mean, you know, I'll give you a regular 45 feet, you know, which is a two bedroom, two bath, you yep. know, 45 feet. It's a, it's an apartment. <laughs> Literally so, an apartment. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, two bedroom, two bath for about four, four hours. Um, it runs about, you know, 1200 to 1400, depending on the day. Ooh, that's what's up. What, what about, a, what if I, could I get, could I get 24 hours or no? You do. You could get 24 hours. Yeah. Um, most definitely. We have people that rent it for the weekend and go to the Bahamas. What? So we have people oh. rent the yacht. You know, they have a nice 13, 14 people party and they want to go party um, for the weekend in the Bahamas. So oh, my the for God. The whole weekend. Um, and so, you just get to take the yachts whenever you want. Yeah. So, well, you got to take it. So um, we have captains, you know, you, you just rent it out. You have fun and, and the captains, you know, they take care of the safety and yeah and, and the chartering and the driving. Well, I know, but yeah, for like, for you, man, like it's your business. So like you like you own the yachts and you can go in like if you want to go hop on a yacht with your friends, you can just go and do it. Yeah. Um I, I could. I usually, you know, I, I, I usually believe it or not, I don't go as much on them. <laughs> you don't I don't use it as much, but I, I go usually with my daughter and my mom. Um, nice. You know, I have to take them out for a couple of hours, you know, or sometimes if I get, you know, um, speakers or a conference, you know, I'll, I'll take them on the yacht and, and, and do that kind of stuff. So that's nice. I, 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 all the businesses I, I, I started and, and, and own Nelson, I always said to myself, I want to be able to take my daughter to work um, with me. That's nice. Um, so I want to be able to take my daughter to work with me. So that was very important. Mm -hmm. uh, for me. So it's been great. I mean, coming from nothing, um, one of my biggest successes, Nelson, one of my biggest successes has been to be able to retire my mom. 
Um, you know, that was huge um, in my list because she did a lot for me. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, she brought you over here. She gave she you all brought this opportunity. Me. Um, she used to whoop my ass. You understand what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I bet she did. She was ain't no easy mom, okay? She was ain't no weak mom, right? Yeah. Um, she never, she, you know, she never allowed me to get any participation trophies, right? Mm-hmm. Either you go hard rocky or you lose, you know, when I would lose, she'd be like, you lost, you lost. Take it like a champ. Next time work harder and be number one. So my mom was always tough on me. So I always thank her for that. You know, sometimes I see these kids today, you know, they're so soft and mushy, so <laughs> marshmallow. Listen, they, they never met my mom. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my mom had no mercy on me, um, but you know what? I thank her. She was so tough on me. I mean, so freaking tough on me. Um, you wouldn't imagine. So, um, you know, being able to, you know, to retire, my mom was huge for me. I mean, she's on the payroll, but she does nothing. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> there you go. You know, she consults. She, she consults for us. My mom. Yep. That's you awesome. Know? I mean, she hangs out with my daughter, so she's like, okay, I'm the nanny. <laughs> so she... Mm-hmm. You know, her and my daughter hang out all the time. So, um, you know, they're like white on rice together, you know. Um, so I think that was that has been, um, if you ask me, what has been my biggest success was to be able to retire my mom. And that was huge for me. Um, yeah. She did a lot for me. You know, she put me to school. Um, she was a waitress all her life. And I saw her work hard and, and come home. And we lived in a little studio and she would cook and, and, you know, iron and go to work and make sure I had, you know, food on the table. So, you know, after God, she's the reason for my success. I owe everything. If it wasn't for that woman, I wouldn't be where I'm at whatsoever. That's right. I'm same here. I'm same here with my mom for sure. 100%. Mom is number one. Mom is number, mom is one. number one. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, listen, we're coming up on some uh, time up the time right here. I, there's like a few questions I, I, I ask all my guests, right? Um, you read books? You like to read? I love, yes, of course. What's your what's one book you believe every single person should read? Well, aside from the Bible, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Because right. um everybody, you know, everybody usually um everybody usually, you know, um says the Bible and stuff. And and right. I mean it is the book, um, it is the book that you know it's most sold. Um around the world but if, if i would advise someone um for a book um aside from um the bible would be one book that has impacted me a lot was um good to great um right um why some companies make the leap and others don't interesting good which uh, you know that's by jim collins so it's i haven't a read great that one. book um it's pretty much you know it tells you you know how to go f- how to go from good to great and how some companies stay in good, which is why they, they never make the leap. Um, and others that actually can transition to great um, make that leap. So, you know, after the Bible, I would definitely recommend Good to Great. It's a phenomenal, um, phenomenal book. Um, awesome. In, in the business side, um, in the spiritual side, aside from the Bible, I would recommend a big book that it helped me a lot, which is by Pastor Robert Morris. Pastor Robert Morris is out of Dallas, Texas. Um, and he wrote this book called the God I never knew. And it's huge. It's huge because, you know, he, he writes how, you know, he never knew God. And and once he started meeting God and the Holy spirit, how his life changed. So, um, good to great, um, in the business aspect, the God I never knew, um, in the spiritual aspect, phenomenal book. Those are my two favorite books. 
Um, I've read them like four times each. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You can't go bad with those two if you want. Um, if you definitely want to, you know, read something good. Beautiful. Yeah, I I'm a big I I didn't like I didn't start reading until a couple maybe three years ago, and it's changed my life. I mean, it's just um one thing that i like to bring up is like you know a lot of people look at like the results the things that are happening in their life like their bank account um where they live how much money they make what the relationships are like with their family whatever it happens to be they look at all those things and then it causes their thoughts right the results cause their thoughts and then their thoughts cause their feelings right right and then their feelings uh, end up causing their behavior and their behavior causes more results. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if we can change it and get new thoughts, which turns into new feelings, which turns into new behaviors, which turns into new results. So you got to start with new thoughts and where do you get new thoughts from? It's from like podcasts like this. It's from books. It's from, you know what I mean? From from talking to people, but if you're stuck in your own little world, you're never going to get out of that. So never. And and some people have to understand life is full of challenges. And, you know, when when you beat one challenge, you know, a new one comes, Um, you know, I mean, I'll give you a quick story. My daughter and I, uh, we built the house we live in um, and and back in 2016. So to me, it was huge to build a house, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, I'm not going to buy a house. I'm going to build a house, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was huge. And we got done with that goal. And now, you know, I was talking to my daughter the other day. We're like, you know, we want to build another one, you know, but a bigger one, you know, and like, <laughs> okay, maybe we don't need another one. But it's that challenge, you know, is that now, you know, I want to build, a, you know, double, double the house now, you know, I want to go for double the house. So, yeah, life is about challenges every day, different challenge on a daily basis. Mm. Amen. So listen, I got two more questions for you. What you have, what's like the biggest regret that you have in your life? I, I always ask this question because I think that people can learn what not to do or learn from other people's mistakes or have like an, at least a perspective on things right. from, from these types of things. So I always ask this question. One of the biggest regret I think I have um, in life is um, sometimes I say to myself um, in certain areas, I need to change. Um, sometimes I say to myself, it's, it's too late for me to change in this area. Right. And that's such a big regret. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and huge. And I think everyone goes through it. Um, sure. the whole, I can't change era or I'm too old for this, or I'm too old for that. Or, or, you know, my life has slipped from me, you know, whatever the case is. And I think one of the things I've learned and, and used for my personal life, um, is, you know, I'm, I never say to myself, it's too late to change. Right. Mm-hmm. I never do. I mean, listen, I'm 38 now. Um, I know I look older or younger. Right. Depending. <laughs> but, you know, I say to myself, it's never too late. Right. It's never too late um, uh, for me to change something. You know, as, as we just spoke, life is full of challenges and, and in different, you know, in different challenges, you know, we, we learn new, a new face about ourselves. Um, so it's never too late to change. And I've had to, you know, learn that the tough way. Now, I, I will admit. Um, not all change is geared towards improvement, right? Like literally not every change is going to be geared towards improvement. Um, but ultimately change is a must for improvement. Um, so don't feel bad right. of changing, you know, I mean, 
it's okay to change. Even sometimes if you need to change your circle, you know, I, I, I met some, a lot of people where maybe they have that friend that takes them down. Oh, I've known them since high school. I met them in middle school. Yeah, you, you've known them for 20 years, but the mentalities are not there. You know, you're at a different level. You're growing, you know, you're moving um, towards, a, towards a different atmosphere. And, and these people can't go with you anymore. And that's just the reality. And, and you need to change. You know what I right. mean? So overall change is never late to change whatever you're going through in life, especially because sometimes you have people in your circle, friends, mm -hmm. um, that you haven't changed and you tell them your plans. Um, and you tell them, you know, and you tell them what you want and, and all they do is, you know, they're secret haters, you know, it's like, well, you know, uh, he's never going to do it. So that's true. definitely I, I, you know, I, I, when I was building my house, um, I'll tell you this story. Mm -hmm. I told a nobody of mine, Hey, listen, you know, I took him. I was so excited. I'm building the home and I take him to the house and I, I opened the blueprints and I'm like, look, you know, look at the house I'm building. And he's like, well, why are you building such a big home? And I'm like, what do you mean big home? I mean, and I'm building a home. He's like, well, we grew up poor. You know, you don't need this big of a house. Well, yeah, I grew up poor, but I don't want to die poor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't choose, you know, the environment I'm born in, but I do choose the environment, you know, that I'm going to die in. I mean, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Um, so just change. You know, a lot of people also come with baggage when they're kids, you know, whether they were treated bad by, by a parent, you know, they were treated bad by someone and they carry this throughout their life. You have to change that. It's never too late to change. Change that behavior. Change that attitude. Leave mm -hmm. that behind. Leave that in the past because for the, the only way you can actually change and improve is by changing. So um, it's very important that, you know, I, I, I've learned that from my own life. So I, I definitely never say it's not too late to change. That's awesome, man. That's good. Good advice. Great, great advice. Um, so last question, right? This is a, a scenario. You get to go back in time to any age and you get to go tell yourself three sentences. What age would you go back to? What are the three sentences you would say to the, to your younger self? And then if you want to tell us why you chose those three sentences, you can do so. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. But those three sentences, it's, it can only be three sentences. No more, no, no more. less. And that's it. Yeah. So um, three sentences. If I can go back, I would go back to 18-year-old Rocky, um, mm -hmm. graduated from high school. Yep. And uh, if I can go back and tell myself three things, one of the things I would tell myself is um, to trust myself and believe in myself even more than I did at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I had that much believe in myself when I was 18. Um, the second thing I would tell myself is um, to be committed to my vision. Um, unfortunately, because number one, inner lapse with number two, and sometimes because we don't believe in ourselves, uh, we're not committed um, to the vision that we have. Um, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and, and, and the third thing I would tell myself is, you know, to be okay with walking alone. You know, um, it's okay to walk alone. And, and I think sometimes we, you know, we have that fear of mm -hmm. our vision and trusting ourselves because we're afraid of, of being by ourselves or, or walking by ourselves or everybody leaving us. Um, so I definitely, you know, I definitely tell myself it's okay. You know, and I tell everyone now it, it's okay um, if you walk alone. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think a lot of like a reason why people don't like to walk alone is because they don't like themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta I agree. 
you gotta learn to love yourself, you know. And yeah. the only way you're gonna do that is by spending time with yourself. Yes. You know 100%. what I mean? Like you gotta be alone to get to you have yourself. To, yeah. to, and to that's why 18 year old Rocky would tell mm -hmm. me to just, you know, believe in me. That's it. You know what? Well, believe in me more. So I would sit here and tell you, oh, if I knew everything I know now when I was 18, but everybody says that, right? <laughs> that's so <laughs> cliche at this point, right? Everybody says the same thing. Oh, if I knew what I know now at 18, you know, but mm. yeah, 18 years old, um, I think I would have done things just to be um, a bit different. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. That's good. Listen, Rocky, it's, I love having you on the show. I love your energy. I love your, I love your like love for life, man. It, it <laughs> like radiates life. off you. You got an awesome smile. You you care about your family. You care about God. You care about you know going out and helping people because you don't have to go out and speak to all these people and, and give them your your uh, you know your lessons and, and things that you've learned throughout your life and and helping right. them be successful. That's I, I just like want to commend you for for being so you know being Perfect. who you are, man. Um, and I think like, this is like a start of a friendship, brother. I, I really, I, I like you, man. Um, whether or not we end up doing business together, I think it might be an opportunity down the line, but I tell you what, I'm going to come down. I'm going to rent one of those yachts from you at some point. Come down, buddy. Come sure. down. We'll be waiting for you. Yeah. And, um, lastly, I want, I want to tell, tell the listeners, uh, dude, this may not be the episode for you. I tell you all the time, but it's an episode for someone on, you know, go share this out just go put it on your Instagram story, whatever. And I would love and love and appreciate if you would leave it in a re review so I can get up in the ranks so that I get more guests just like Rocky on here. Cause I mean, we've got some of the best guests in the world. I swear to God on this show, like some of the best, the best, the best. I want to get more and more people like you guys. Um, and lastly, just thank you, Rocky again for being on the show. Thank Likewise. You so no, thank you for the invite brother. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Awesome. Thank you again. Till next time, guys. Peace.